Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Three years, three seasons, and we are now on season four. Woo! What a ride! (laughs) So all of the usual announcements, all of our social media is in the links below or on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. If you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. If you want to talk to us, we're on Discord. All those fun things. Just a reminder... Episodes are bi-weekly now instead of weekly. I know it's a change, but I think it's good considering we're going to have multiple series that we're working with, including two exclusive ones per Patreon and trying to get another one started. So this is just going to work out for everyone a little bit better as far as the crew goes, and hopefully it will mean higher quality in the content. To counter this, episodes are going to be a little bit longer. Not in every case, but at least in some. So with that said, thank you all for being here and enjoy season four. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if you've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, use of alcohol, and a panic attack, including hyperventilation. When on the hunt for a bounty, make sure you follow these rules. Ask questions of the locals. Strangers always stand out. Offer coin for conversation. Gold will always loosen the tongue. Don't rush into action. Patience can pay off. But most importantly of all, never hunt with your heart on the line. I'm not letting Brown escape this time. This is the Fair Wild West. Let's be legendary. and welcome back to Let's Be Legendary, Wild West Edition. Kink shaming is my kink. <laughs> <laughs> You've moved on to me. You've moved, moved from on memes from memes and gone to, to vines, vines, which have really are the new memes. They really and are. It went, they went away. And now uh, all we have left is like this treasure trove. Last we left our metamorphosed adventurers. <laughs> A um, lot of stuff had happened. A lot of stuff had happened. A lot of stuff had changed. Yeah. Yep. They had been drawn into the Feywild on the broker's errand, completed three tasks, taking care of three heads in the manner that the broker saw fit, and at the conclusion, they watched him as he killed the Moonlit King and claimed his power. And right before he did it, he had looked the two of you directly in the eyes and said he couldn't have done it without your help. 
having returned to the material plane, Talia discovering that she had gained enough of the connection with nature and the moon to perform a full shift. And Celine and woke up all of Airpike. <laughs> all of Airpike. <laughs> I'm going to do that again before I leave. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's so beautiful. I'm going to warn Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. She will just score you in jail preemptively. <laughs> she probably will. <laughs> I won't do it again. But it was funny. Oh, that one joke was fucking funny. It was. It was so Were <laughs> you proud of me? So proud of you. Yay. You woke up every single dog, which woke up every single owner and their neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> All throughout Airpike, the surrounding farms, and caused the dogs in Blue Peak probably, to probably, peak theory. Probably a few dogs in Blue Peak were like, what the fuck was yep. that? <laughs> but we also left Celine. Hmm. Feeling a lot of ways, a lot lots of, of ways. things, lots of things. You felt lots. Of a things. lot of feeling going on. <laughs> yeah, including a strange sense of outbreak. Mm-hmm. So we pick up that morning after you had finished brushing out the horses and Celine's new wings. <laughs> She's got a white one. There's a few of them actually. Yeah, a few yeah. little white feathers popping up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to stay here for the day? Yes. I've got a lot of errands to run since we're here. I know. You're going to be alright? Yes. And she closes her eyes, kind of furrows her brow. You don't have to be alright right now. But you're going to be alright. And she opens her eyes again. I cannot see her. Take a couple of days. Alright. Play with Adrian. Relax. Oh god, Talia. I I I didn't even ask. How are you holding up? Oh, I'm I'm fine. Bullshit. What did you get? Twenty. She doesn't look okay, but she looks more worried. About you. You cannot insist that I must be okay and then lie to me about whether you are or not. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm okay. I'm just... I'm just worried about you. A couple of things on my mind, but... I gotta sort them out first, I guess. You can always talk to me about them. I know. Once I figure out what I'm feeling. Mostly it's just relief. It is relief, isn't it? Yeah. It's mostly just relief that something's not hanging over my head, but it's fine. Honestly, it's okay. I've got busy work I can handle, so you, you hide, you rest. Play with Adrian. Just put my head on your shoulder. I'll you. Don't go too far, okay? <laughs> I won't. Have you seen um, James and Alman? Nope, they're my next stop. Celine just looks sad. I just look her until she's ready to go back in the house. Which is, is soon. Okay. 
Um, once you go back in the house, I go to the guest house and see if those two are still there. They are not. There is actually a note left on the living room table mm-hmm. uh, from James saying that he and Harmon had left early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they should, they would both be at his office in the Airpike Militia facility. Oh, good. I get to go scare those idiots for a second time. Aww. You're doing all this fun stuff while I'm depressed. I said you were going to all open a checking account. I am. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a byproduct of going over there. <sighs> Benefit. Uh, Celine, I think, is just going to go back to sleep. Okay. I think she's going to spend today sleeping. Okay. You know that depression nap where you just sleep all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to do that for a day or so, I think. Okay. I'm going to go make the rounds. You're going to be an adult. Checking on people. Mm-hmm. So first, I'm going to go to the militia. Okay. It's bustling as usual. Take Cortez with you. Let him get out. Okay. Take Cortez with you. Okay. And, and I walk through the militia doors like an asshole. Mostly. And he knows, like, you know, he and I had a conversation or something. And like, okay, now be really spooky. And so the, the, when you open the doors, he just starts cawing. I give him the land on my shoulder and you know, he just caws for people. Yeah. Um, the la- the person at the, the front desk is nice. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is just, unless I recognize them as, oh, you're, you're one of the good ones. Hey. Yeah. How you doing? It's mostly just anybody. Yeah. Just walk like, you know, the murder walk up to James's office. Yep. And most everybody looks and anybody in your way quickly gets out of it as you murder walk your way up to James's office. There are two people who see you and give a friendly smile and nod who you like maybe saw around the building when they, it used to be DMP. Yeah, I, I give him a, a wink and smile. You murder walk your way up to James's <sighs> office. What you find there is several boxes sitting outside of the door. Several cardboard boxes that have just stacks of paperwork shoved in them. I don't even think I knock. I just like staring at the boxes as I open the door. Mm-hmm. When I look in, what do I see? A very clean, very organized office with James standing behind the desk, looking down at Harmond, who is sitting and just stamping, signing, reading through papers. At like lightning speed. Yeah. I was almost worried. (laughs) He looks up. Oh, hi. Is this what you guys do for fun? Signed papers. Funny thing, I brought home and he had to offer him a job, and then um, the papers just kind of disappeared off my desk. So I see. How much was there? How many boxes are left outside? Seven. Okay, they've gotten two thirds of them then. Well, hell, nice. Uh, yeah. I feed Cortez some treats. <laughs> For being a scary bird. Kyoto's happily eats them. What time did you guys get out? I was feeling antsy, so I think we left 5.30, maybe 6. I don't blame you. Well, Harmon here has agreed to uh, do a little bit of work for me. Aside from the, uh, the secretarial. So what kind of job? Well, I am going to spy. 
Oh, Talia gets a big grin. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought so, but, um, Tom, you know, you know you're not supposed to tell anybody <laughs> that part, right? I don't count. I'm not anybody. No, I know. I have some places that need to be looked at that, uh, well, someone like Common, while certainly drawn some attention, has the, uh, <laughs> has the sort of novelty to him, I guess, that uh, will distract from anybody suspecting him as an informant. <laughs> Damn right. Well, that's good. Congratulations, Common. Thank you. Oh, probably going to be in town for a couple of days, at, le- at the very least. Mm. You ever going to head south? Yep, back on the trail. Alright. <laughs> Hopefully the asshole's still alive so I can kill him. Uh, we haven't heard any word about the bounty coming back yet, so... Unless he's in a ditch somewhere. We sent word down south to the, to the capital of District 3 with the last airship that went that way, but... <laughs> perfectly honest, our relationship with District 3 ain't been the most stable of anything. Joy. Well, um... Uh, I... let, let's just say, uh, when the, you know, when the DMP was still a thing, the last member we sent down that way mysteriously disappeared. We had received word that she had reached the capital, but then after that, it went silent. I didn't know the DMP sent other people out to the districts. Occasionally, sometimes unofficially. We have a pretty strong relationship with District 2 and 7. We've been working on a relationship with 4. 5 is. They pretty much said, not now, not never, so. Ah, well, they're lost. No DMP anyway, so. They don't have to worry about it. So I'm gonna run some errands, but I'm, I kept the door in the same spot. So, right. need, besides you have your own knob. I do indeed. If you need anything, I'll be around. Alright. Tell ya. Yeah, what's up? I shall be heading out on the morrow. Oh, that quick, huh? Indeed. Well, in case I don't see you and I, I put my hand out. And... He shakes your hand. Oh, I don't just shake it. Like, oh. I, I put the hand out and then mm-hmm. I come in for like that oh. hug thing, yep. you know? Yep. Good luck, all right? Be safe. I shall endeavor. So I spend some time and visit the people, our friends and such, and invite them to a get-together at our house, door, whichever. Just to, you know, get on the same page. So I tell you, you get back about, I'm going to say like five-ish. The house is pretty quiet. And check on Celine. Mm-hmm. Sleeping. Yep. Adrian's just... She's actually sitting in the bed with socks in her lap, just listening to her headphones. I wave at her. She waves back. Does she, like, get up and move or anything, or does she just sit there? Mm, she's just sitting there. Okay. Then I move on to my son. Okay. Uh, the door is closed. Yeah? Hey, kid. Hi. Can I come in? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> there was a hesitation. Oh, okay, I'll come in. Okay. 
you walk in and he is sitting at his desk. You don't recall it having a a giant mirror uh, attached to the back of it. There is a significant amount of makeup products scattered across the top of his desk and a bunch of new clothes hastily shoved into the closet. Hastily shoved? Like he was trying to hide it? Maybe. You do know you have hangers in there, right? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Not that I care too much, but... <laughs> I mean, if you want your clothes to be on the floor, that's entirely up to you. When did you go shopping? Last week. Last week? Yeah. I, I'd been thinking about what Mom had said about being myself, and I went out and got some things. Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, how, are, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Tired. Been a long day. <laughs> Definitely was a lot. How's how's mom doing? She's she's okay. She just oh she just needs to be sad for a little bit. Okay. We had a rough we had a rough go of it. Killed two dragons in the process, which is very annoying. Two. Two. Did you bring back another skull? No. It Actually, continue what you, with what you're doing. I'll tell you about it. So I sit down on his bed, uh-huh. and I tell him about the Lloyd dragon. Yeah. He continues like working on his makeup, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's experimenting and like perfecting a look. He, he stops applying makeup at that point to just sit and listen open-mouthed. In fact, he had gone from, like, applying lip gloss to just sitting there open-mouthed. Lip gloss has, like, a smear where he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when we realized it was dead, it was just a little bead. Like, it just caved in on itself. And then it tried to suck us all in, which was extra scary. But, hey, made it out. He got skeptical for half a second, but... I don't tell tall tales. He knows you don't, but there was just like... You mess with him another way, so he was just like, got suspicious. Just like, wait, is is mom trying to play a joke on me? But it's like, no, she's telling the truth. Wow. Just, wow. Yeah, it was not an experience I would like to uh, repeat personally ever again. Wow, I wish I could have seen it. Just, just seen it. No, <laughs> I, I get it. It's um, it was not a fun experience. Not just the almost dying, but the uh, you know, I'm the last one, right, Jer? Yeah. There are no dragons on this plane of existence, so to see two, and then I have to kill them. Oh. It was a... Yeah, it was a sobering experience. Sorry. Yeah, no reason to be sorry. We did what we had to. And that's all we could have done. Does that mean you don't have the, um... The... He taps his arm. Nope, that's gone. And I lift up to show. (sighs) 
Oh, good. Yep, I have fulfilled my side of the deal. We don't have to have anything to do with him anymore. That's good. Yeah. So how's school? It's okay. Classes are going really good. Yeah? Yeah. Get to is... Still being a turd? Yeah. Sorry. I learned I was pretty stupid. I was being pretty stupid. He, uh... He likes girls. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, honey. His loss. I promise you, though, you are going to be breaking all sorts of hearts by the time you're out of school. I don't know if I'll have time. Why? I'm going to be adventuring. <laughs> you break all sorts of hearts while adventuring. Getsu does not know what he's missing. He smiles. All right. I'm going to go make dinner. You. And I take his, his chin and look at his face. Yeah. You look great. Keep it up. Thank you. You're welcome. I go downstairs and make something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm making. <laughs> food! I'm making food. some sort of food. Yep. Okay. Eventually, Adrian comes out of your guys' room uh -huh. and come, comes down to eat. Yep. I just spent some time with the kids. Yep. I don't do anything mm -hmm. too terribly much. Do you at all at any point come out? Nope. Okay, then I, when the kids head off to bed, I bring you food. Actually, I'm awake when you come to get me. I'm looking in the mirror. Sorry. Even my face is not my own anymore. Reach out and touch the very solid glass. What do you mean? Do you know what I see? What do you see? A pale shadow compared to their dark vibrance. Just let my hand fall and I look down. You mean Sarastra? I don't say anything but, but silently confirm. Yeah. Eh, she wasn't as pretty as you. Did you need something? I brought you some food. And I know you're your typical reaction is, I'm not hungry when you get into moods like this, but you need to eat something. I know. Look like as a mirror. She wasn't... She didn't have your face. Like... I look over at you, give you a whistling look. She didn't. You guys had the same features, but she didn't have your face. That is a great example of a distinction without a difference. No. It's an example of truth. Just because she looked like you doesn't mean that she looked like you. I'm now I look over at you like... <sighs> she didn't... Okay, yeah. You two had the same face. But... It wasn't your face. It was colder. It was less alive. I didn't see your face when I looked at her. I saw someone that stopped caring about anything or anyone and has been that way for a very long time. Whereas I look at you and I just see possibility. I don't really know if that makes any sense. 
I'm not sure what I see in myself anymore. I'm sorry, I'm... You don't have to be sorry, Selene. She brings a hand to her forehead. I come up and I wrap my arms around her. They're just leaning to you. In the end, I truly am single. No more than a single beat of a moth swings. Pretty powerful moth. My moth with a very large wingspan. <laughs> I, like, poke at one of your feathers. Is that coming in white? More towards your personality, I assume. She didn't have wings. I just kind of chuckle humorously and shake my head. I'm sure she could if she wished. Is there anything I can do? Just be here. I'm here. This is so strange, Talia. I'm sitting here eating and speaking with you. But it doesn't feel real. What part doesn't feel real? I can't even explain it. It's just that the minute things seem okay, I remember everything that happened and realize how. Yeah. I know. It just takes time. Just give yourself some time. I don't know if I can ever go back to the Feywild. You don't have to. Do you remember the first night that we were there? Yeah. As we were... As we were going through the forest of the Moon King's man, I was thinking to myself, Gods, will I finally be able to be rid of my longing for this place? Will I finally be free of my longing to be here? Will I find a reason to hate this place? And she shakes her head. I did not. Hello. I should. After what we went through, it was the most frightening, painful, miserable, grueling experience I've ever had. And I loved every moment of it. Then give yourself enough time. And then go back. She shakes her head and kind of puts her head on her, on her arms. I rub you back. <sighs> just lean against you. But I do finish eating. Good. You don't even have to tell me, like, you know, three more good bites. <laughs> good, you're learning. <laughs> Come on. Oh, are you going to be up all night? God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either. I think it probably takes me a bit, but I do fall asleep. Okay. I'll fall asleep too. Uh, Celine, really quick, roll me a d4. No. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll roll for you. Go ahead. One. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry. Your dreams. <laughs> okay. What am I dreaming about? Wandering the halls of the Moonlit Keep. There is no music. No servants. 
There are no new tapestries. Everything is cracked and dusty. The tapestries are the old ones that are faded and tattered. The tables are warped and turned over. Do I know it's a dream? Roll wisdom check. So 23. Yeah, you, you, you know. But you find yourself in the dance hall and it's empty except on the far end where the head tables had been on the ground is a dark red stain. Go over to it. Just look at it. It looks old. Like it's been there for ever. I mean, it's not even a, really a pool of blood. It's just a section of stained stone. I know it was not my job to save you. But I'm still sorry that I could do nothing to help anyone, really. I leave. Whereas before the halls would twist and turn and confuse your way, you walk knowing your steps and it takes you out into the courtyard and out the front gates and the dream just fades to darkness. So the next day. Mm-hmm. I dreamt of the Moon King's castle last night. What happened? Nothing. Literally nothing. It was empty. It was quiet. No music, no madness. Just a dark red stain on the floor where he died. Nobody bothered to take care of it? Not in my dreams, I did not. I'm sorry. I still don't know how to feel. Don't know what to do about any of this. You don't have to do anything. At least not right now. Yes, but I cannot stay like this. Well, no, but you have to let yourself... You have to give yourself time. Even if it's a short while or a long while. So the next day before the party, I head to the stables. Mm-hmm. And I cast Speak With Animals. Mm-hmm. And I tell Morthe and Oli. Okay. So I have to show you two something. Okay. Okay. So you know how I sometimes smell a little bit different and I get like claws and teeth and stuff? Muerte bobs his head. I can do that and more now. So I want to show it to you so you guys can smell it and know that it's me and know that I'm never ever going to hurt either of you. Right? You know that, right? Talia would never hurt us. Yes. So, don't get scared, okay? Because it's me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I back up a bit and then um, do a hybrid shift. Okay. Okay. 
let them get used to it. They, they're both smelling you very curiously, mm-hmm. but they seem to be okay. All right, that was one. Now, keep in mind, it's me. For this next bit, I want you to make a handle animal check at advantage. <laughs> okay. Comes out, guidance! 21. 21, okay. All right. So I start with the small version. Uh-huh. And then try to slowly go into a dire wolf. Okay. So the small wolf, they're like kind of nervous about, but like they seem okay. But then you start going into the big one. They get very nervous for a minute. uh, And Muerte kind of expresses something that this reminds him of the mountain pass when you guys were up up in the forest and got attacked by dire wolves. They seem pretty nervous. Like at first, they kind of like stomp and try and rear away back in the stables for a, a minute. But I get like really, really low to <laughs> flop, the. Flop I, over. I, I get like really low to the ground and like make a non-threatening mm-hmm. action and like whimper a little bit. Okay, yeah, they calm down pretty quickly and like start sniffing at you again and realize that it's it's still you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just let them get used to it for a minute. Talia's big wolf. Big wolf. I keep pretty low. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna... Like, I don't make any big motions. Uh-huh. But, no, they, they get... They get closer, and... Where they, like, nuzzles you. I nuzzle back. I just don't want him to freak out if I happen to do this near him. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just stay like that for a little bit. Just letting them get the general feel of, like, this... It still smells like me, even though it smells a little bit different. Yep. And, you know, this is how this animal moves, and I'm not going to hurt them with mm-hmm. all that fun stuff before I shift back. Yep. So that's what we were doing with all those weird-smelling people. It's all the trees. Yeah. I was learning how to do this. But I, I'm not going to hurt you guys ever, okay? They, they nod or, like, do the horse equivalent of nodding. Right, right, yeah. right. Celine has graduated from sleeping all day to staring at the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she does come out a couple of times. She probably just wanders out and then wanders back in. Because it's like, yep. what do you do with yourself? So uh, if you're in the house, then you, you witness this. I do. I'm just watching this happen. And I keep offering... Is there anything I can do? But there's, there's really, really nothing there's really I can do. Nothing. And I think at this point, it's also the um, the stage of depression where you just for, you just like cog- you just cognition just goes out the fucking window. So when you're like, is there anything I can do? She just kind of stares at you like, what does that mean? <laughs> what do those words mean? Right. Like, the brain fog gets so bad that you forget how to person. Right. At all. I encourage you to take a bath. Oh. Right. Walk right past the bathroom, because between you telling me that, me agreeing, I forgot. In fact, I forgot what a bath is. All right. So I, I take, I physically take oh, you right, bath. Uh, into the bath. Right. Okay. I got this. I got Strip. this. Okay. <laughs> Strip. Okay. Okay. Pushy. Yeah. And then I put her in the nice bathtub. What do I do with my wings? Do they need to get washed? I assume they do. How do you wash wings? I don't know if you wash them as much as you 
Cortez? <laughs> what? I can't speak with animal again. And that's all my spells from yeah. the druid. What? How do you clean your wings? What? How do you clean your wings? Water. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Cortez has an attitude. Yeah. He's an old drag queen. Yeah. So he looks at you and he, you know, he doesn't have a face, but you can tell he's looking at you like you are so dumb. Water. So no more crow treats for you, I guess. Hey, I'm not the one asking stupid questions. Demonstrate. Looks at you, looks at the water, looks back at you. Oh, I don't have to feed you ever again. Yeah, you do. No, and no. then I go, then Cortez goes and like <laughs> demonstrates <laughs> in the bath. So like that. Oh, we are going to need a big tub, I think. So I do my best in the bathtub, which is like a normal person-sized bathtub. I mean, big, but like yeah. not not and get water everywhere. Yep. It might be a thing where you go out first and in like the to like clean your wings. I just want to come back in here. I'm like, dear house, please give me a bathtub of appropriate size. There you go. I would do that. And in the meantime, figure figure this out and taking lessons from Cortez and like pulling out some of the loose feathers. Yep. Are you keeping all of these feathers? I don't know what to do with them. Just handfuls of feathers. I don't know what to do with them. Well, you're running out of wolf bones. I mean, I suppose there's no reason I couldn't use these. Yeah, might as well. Okay, guess I am keeping them. Why not? Why not? Destroying your own feathers. Yeah. Okay, so you get me to bathe, which is good. Because yes. I would I have forgotten that bathing is a thing. Cause I've just forgotten how to person. After you get her out of the bath and back into the bedroom to, you know, get clothes on, there is a knock on the bedroom door. Mom? Yeah? Hey. Um can I borrow some money? I look at Talia. Adrian was saying she wants to go out and do some shopping. What is it? 14. What is that? Is it 19 to insight? He's telling the truth. Our daughter wants to go outside. Uh-huh. He, he looks just kind of just puzzled. A, just as confused. <laughs> yeah. Just. You know what? I, I believe you. Do you know why? Because it's too obvious of a lie if you were just trying to get money from me. And you don't need to lie about that sort of thing. What does Adrian want? Yes, what does Adrian want? Just curious. I think she wanted to go get to go get some clothes and some. I think some new art supplies. Oh. Oh. Yeah, of course. Do you guys use a debit card? <laughs> Do you guys want us to go with you, or are you okay? I'm okay. I've been, kind of been going about the city, about the Upper Mesa by myself for a little while. Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. I just tell you, I just realizes, oh god, we lost a lot of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, how much do you guys want? Um, I don't think we'll need more than- Use a thousand gold. No! <laughs> Do you wow. have any idea how fucking expensive art supplies are? Yeah, but still, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, and we are we are still out of money. I know. I'm just like I don't want to give that much money to two children, <laughs> One... the twelve and five year old. Why not? Seems fine. <laughs> Would fifty work? 
Yeah, that should be fine. All right. Make it a hundred. All right. He's a hundred. Just okay. please don't get robbed. Okay. Yeah. Just be careful, please. Yeah, we will. Thank you. He takes it. He and Adrian go out the front door. Should I be worried that we just sent a 12 and a 5 year old with 100 gold? Are we irresponsible? Yes. Wow. I shrug. Just because I can't lie anymore doesn't mean that I have to. It's kind of fun when you couldn't lie. Mm. Oh, sorry. It's all right. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Jared's been doing this for a while, I guess. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And Adrian's a little gangster. She'll be fine. She is. She is so gangster. <laughs> okay. Well, we're alone for a little while. What do you want to do? Stab at the wall. All we can make out. Keep your mind off things. She's gonna forget how, like, halfway through making out, just kind of, like... How about you just lay there and I do things for to you? <laughs> Would that help? That sounds so appealing. <laughs> you just lay there and I'll do things to you. Like, you know. Oh, I know, I know, I'm just... <laughs> for you is more... <laughs> that actually gets Celine to laugh. <laughs> I'm such a mess, aren't I? A little bit, but you're fine. Sure, I will just lay here and let you do things for me. Okay. I do things for her. (laughs) (laughs) Does it help a lot? It does. Okay. No, she, she appreciates it. She feels bad that she can't really <laughs> participate much. But, no, you know. no, he doesn't care. I know. And she knows too, but she's just like, uh, Yeah. I'm a mess. I know. I think it does help, though. I think it makes you feel a little better. Okay, good. Anything to help you feel better. I will I will do my solemn duty as your wife <laughs> to uh, make sure your needs are taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime after you finish, uh, the kids come back. Okay. Jareth has some new accessories. And Adrian comes back with a lot of things. Okay. Uh, She comes back with an easel. Okay. Canvas. Paints. And a lot of paper and colored pencils. Okay, good. We are paying for art school. We, I told you, we are going to end up shelling out $100,000 a year. And then she's going to end up with an entry-level job. <laughs> because, yeah. Because we know from experience. Because we know from experience that's how it goes. Yep. Well, we're here. If she's lucky. No, actually, I take that back. She won't be able to find a job. <laughs> I but she, she will have a great portfolio. Yep, hope she has the backups. No. <laughs> you go to art school, you don't have backups. Nope, you have, you have, you, you, what you you have confidence. You have delusions. Yep. You have delusions and debt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Ain't oh, that the truth? God, all, all three of us. Just like, oh. 
Like, just gonna keep drinking. Oh, damn. So while we wait for people, I chase Jareth around. Chase Adrian around. Give Adrian, give Adrian a ride. Yeah. Yeah, because you could, like, in, like, inside the mansion, but outside the house, you can be the giant wolf, and yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'm st- like, I have Adrian on my back, and we're, like, fake-stalking Jareth yeah. throughout the house. Like, anytime he, like, left his room, uh-huh. we would, like, like, stalk him. Like, he stops. Oh, we duck behind him. You can probably hear us. Yeah. It's like, um, Jareth gets actually, like, really upset when you mess up his makeup. He's like, Mom, did you have any idea how long? <laughs> just gives you, like, a, just a, a look that's just like, I am so done. <laughs> oh, he's so- becoming a teenager. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, oh, it begins. So, as soon as he get like, turns his back at one point, mm-hmm. we go back to stalking him. And she waits until he's, like, facing her. Uh-huh. And then she, like, jumps on him and starts, like, licking his face. No, Mom! I do that with Adrian for his, however long that lasts. Yes. <laughs> she finds it quite amusing. <laughs> I'm cutting holes in all my clothing. <laughs> Going sounds so horrible, like I'm cutting holes. No, no. Uh, like, but we know why. Shit. Okay, that, that's not a bad. No, I'm taking the time to actually go through my closet and seeing, like, okay, uh, this, no, this, this is not going to work at all. Uh, but this one I can cut holes in. Yeah, you find a number of things you can either cut holes in or actually have, like, a low enough back that it doesn't matter. Anything that I cannot wear anymore, I give to my son. Okay, yeah, you'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Hear your apology for your mother licking you. Here's some clothes. They're all sort of, you know, uh, like 10 years out of style, because, you know, but hey, 10 year cycle. He'll come back around. Talden is the first to arrive, given that they have a door. Right. Hey. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, How are you? Uh, Oh, you know, better than we were a couple of days ago. uh, Yes. Uh, How is she? Um... She'll be okay. Well, we had a... Well, I'll tell you. We'll tell everybody all about everything. Very well. That's kind of what this is for, is just to keep everybody on the same page and all that nonsense. And She she will be fine. And the next two arrive are Nikki and Raven together. Oh, first time Raven's probably been in here. Yeah, she like looks around like, this is weird. I like it, but, um, yeah. Hi. Hi. Been a while. It has. How's everything going? Nikki says you have staff now. Uh, yeah, weirdly enough. I mean, I, mean, I sort of, I sort of had staff with my dad's mind. Yeah, but, I was going to uh, say, you're probably used to it. A little bit. I'm not used to, <laughs> I, I wanted, you know, to step away from my dad's business to kind of do my own thing to running my own business. Sort of a a bit of a lateral move there. Well, as long as you're having fun, right? Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> that's a word for it. No, it, it, Eyebrow raise? No, it, it, it's good. <laughs> it, it's, it's different, but it, it's good. So you're all right? Yeah. Nikki lets you know that uh, James let us in. Uh, he's waiting for Ernest. Oh, okay. And probably Sarah. 
Right. Wait, Sarah, Chief Constable, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know Chief Constable Sarah. Yeah. I don't know if she'll <laughs> come, but you know, in the <laughs> uh, we called everybody here just to keep everybody on the same page. You, Chief Constable Sarah, needs to be kept on the same. Huh. Okay. Uh, 15 plus whatever insight yeah she looks um like a little nervous uncomfortable oh. like and, and a little a, a little maybe guilty Nikki huh is there something you want to say right now before Chief Constable Sarah Kremen gets here huh no um, she didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> then why the guilty look? I might have not. I might have voted against her last time she ran. Oh, Nikki. <laughs> I actually. <laughs> I actually, like, grab Nikki's face and kiss her forehead. Never change. <laughs> Never ever change. There's a knock on the door. Hello. It's open. Mm. You know it's open. Yeah. We don't mm -hmm. lock it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to lock it. Uh, James. James. <laughs> James, Ernest, and Sarah all come in. <laughs> Sarah's first time in here too. Yeah, and she's looking around. I see you've moved. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, we upgraded. Well, it's nicer than the other place. It's definitely bigger. Suitably liquored up for this. A couple of them have drinks. Sarah does not have. Sarah does oh. not have anything. What time of day is it in inside the house? It's like four thirty. Uh, first of all, I look at Sarah. You don't want anything? Not at the moment, thank you. Yeah, if she starts, a uh, good luck stopping her. Can I interest you in water then? Milk? Coffee? Water would be lovely, thanks. I get her some water. Actually, I ever heard, heard everybody into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. All right. So I summarize everything that happened in the Feywilds. I go into detail about everything that went down so everybody gets all the story all at once. Wow, okay, that's a lot. It was a bit, yes. Nikki's just like, just takes a moment staring off into space. Okay, so like that had to have been really like awful, but pretty, but awful. It was. Okay, so what was it like inside that house? Cause that like sounds trippy. It was an experience. Both claustrophobic and open at the same time. How do you have a singularity inside a house? That make that makes no. Any, how big was the treasure room? Like, do you think it was a house or bigger or smaller? It was probably as big as the mesa. Like the whole thing? The whole top part of the Holy shit, the amount of gold. Raven, they might be like even richer than you. That is some, oh, wow. Okay, what do you think it's worth more? All the gold in there or like the entire pearl tower? I'd 
don't know if those two things are comparable. I mean, yeah, because, like, who the hell would even buy a tower made of pearl? Like, how would you, how the hell would you even, like, value something like that? Okay, but but, uh, you said, like, a ball, right? So there were lots of guests. You you got to see a lot of other Faelords. There were quite a few. What what were they like? Because I've heard, like, they can be, like, really beautiful or, like, super ugly, like, drive you insane ugly. I didn't see any of those, but we definitely saw some more attractive individuals. Or was it drive you, drive you insane beautiful? Or both? I don't know. Do you see anybody that, like, so beautiful that they drove you insane, like, literally? I was trying not to look at everyone. Okay, that probably was for the best. Celine actually dueled the river and won. That is bonkers. That, that is that's amazing. Is Nikki talking? Asking out questions about our time as a farewell. How awful and beautiful it was. My town, looking at all the people gathered here, all of our friends, so many faces, all of them talking and laughing, and suddenly I'm back there. Their faces become the faces of the fairy lords that were gathered there. I forget where I am, suddenly I am back in the fairy world. Looking at him. Just like he is standing right in front of me. The gold of his eyes. The shape of his smile. The sound of his voice. I couldn't have done it without you, Celine. Celine! Celine! Celine, are you alright? I. I. I have to go. I get up and I. and walk out to the kitchen. Uh, she okay? Yeah, yeah. She's, um. She will be. It was, um. It wasn't easy going through all that but she'll she'll be okay she just needs time and rest away from all of it okay so the mantle of longfellow gave her this dueling ability yeah it was james how would you describe that in a word beautiful Boy, was it beautiful. So that's basically it. We were able to come back. I don't have a contract anymore, so that's one thing. Selene is still a Feylord. That is something we're going to have to deal with. Something changed, though. I'm not really sure entirely what. She can lie now. Oh. Oh. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that changes anything or whatever, but something we're going to have to deal with and we're going to have to watch out for whatever else comes through these gateways. That's basically everything that's happened. Pickamy, that seems a little less than the time that's elapsed. Time works differently there. 
it's weird. If you're not paying attention to the time, like actively worrying about it, time just slips away. And let me tell you, there's plenty there to distract you from what hour it is. Yeah. Just think of it, think about your normal day. You're walking around doing things that you get lost in work and then you look up and go, oh, an hour went by and I hadn't even noticed. That hour in the Feywilds costs you days out here. That's why it took us so damn long. Oh, I see. So in that interest, the reason why I've explained all of this to you guys, one, not, so I don't have to repeat myself multiple times because because Wolf saved me and that was a mouthful. And two, I don't think that the entirety of the Feywild is necessarily a threat, but it is something to be concerned with. And the more people know about it, the better. To recognize signs in case something like Longfellow decides it wants to start kidnapping people. Or if the broker wants to up his game and start doing more things. I don't even know what he's doing, but or what his goal is in general. The more people that know about it, the better, in my opinion. If the interest is in protecting the district, which is my goal. So there's that. I put the roast. I put the roast in the, the in the oven in the oven a while ago. So there's that. And there's the other thing, which is more of a visual. Right, the other thing. Yeah. Um. I get, I look around to gauge everybody's like reaction to things. Insight. So eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Nikki and Raven are seem very interested, and really, really, actually, everybody seems pretty interested. Okay, no one is like freaked out at all yet. No, okay. I, Sarah looks a little disturbed, maybe, but she's more, hearing a lot of this for the first time. Yeah, and it, it, she seems more cons. She, her mind seems to be like. You think she's focusing on like problems that could arise out of the Feywild? Yeah. Is is what. Which is, is the reason why I wanted to tell her in the first place. Yeah. Just, so if I could direct everybody out to the front yard. It is going to be good. <laughs> Once everybody is like in a row or of some sort, my hands out to mm -hmm. like stay. And then I back up mm -hmm. like a little bit. Okay. So y'all know I'm a shifter. Chorus of yes. Okay. For the next few minutes, I need everybody to remember that they know that I'm a shifter and that I will not hurt anybody. Everybody like nods, but like Sarah and Talden look a, a little concerned, but they, they, they still nod. Okay. Okay. Hybrid shifts. Okay. Everybody's mouth goes open and Nikki, like it quickly turns into just like a really big smile. Talden just tilts their head. Fascinating. That's a word for it. You can speak in it. You you, you can speak it, uh, Ernest. You, you can actually... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I can communicate. I just, you know... <laughs> I like... <laughs> I shrug. Yeah. But my tail wags a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay, good. so far, good reaction. Good reaction-ish, I, I, I think. That is... 
certainly more ferocious looking than the other. Yeah. I can do the other one, but I can also do this one. But here's the kicker. So everybody remember the first thing I said, right? Everybody nods. Okay. I get down all fours, and then I shift into the wolf form. Uh-huh. The, the Nikki smile keeps just getting bigger, and Raven is now kind of smiling, too. Okay. So I start taking steps back. Uh-huh. And start shifting into the dire wolf form. <laughs> Everybody's eyes just follow up and up and up. And then I stop and... <laughs> <laughs> You're a big dog. Wolf. She's a big... (laughs) She's a a big dog. Big boof. (laughs) Big boof. Uh, That... You've become a... Full... A full lichen? Nod. (laughs) Sarah goes from being open mouth to... Close mouth with an eyebrow raised. Oh, Talia sees that look. And then, like, immediately, like, flat ears, like, hunches shoulders, like, uh oh, she knows. <laughs> you are in trouble now. And she kind of, like, hangs her head a little bit. Mrs. Argent Gray, you wouldn't happen to know anything about a loud howling that happened somewhere on the mesa, in the vague direction of of the Edge Park. <laughs> she, like, she's, she's, like, watching, she's, like, watching Sarah. <laughs> looks, looks, to, looks at James. <laughs> like, help. He shakes his head and puts his hands up like, this is all you. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she gets down and, like, rolls over. Like, I'm cute. <laughs> Wax <laughs> tail. Fine, I won't arrest you for disturbing the peace of the entire city. The entire city, Talia! <laughs> she makes a, like a, a mini. <laughs> she just like <laughs> face foams. <laughs> I mean, sir, what, did you expect anything less? No, 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 I did not. (laughs) Um, She stands up and then starts shifting back. Okay, but to be fair, it was the first time it happened and it was reaction and it literally just happened. And I I promise I'll never do it again. Thank you. You're welcome. So just in case anybody gets any reports of giant dogs. um, I don't know. Who to come and put in the drunk tank for the night. So, that's what I was doing for two months before that. Oh, also, I can do other things. Of course. Alright, can you turn into an even bigger wolf? Uh, no, but I can do this. And I pull out some seeds that I had, uh-huh. like in the bag of holding, left over from yeah, when we were in the something. grove. Yeah. And I put it in my hand and then open it up and they like flower. Oh, pretty. Yep, I can do little things like that. Stuff that's connected to nature and things. Okay. 
She just chuckles. Just, just don't do the giant wolf in town again, please. I won't. Sorry. Food's ready. Who's hungry? (laughs) They all go inside and eat. Make my kids come down and eat. Sarah has a drink. (laughs) Oh. Suddenly, like, an entire bottle's gone. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, there it goes. (laughs) Oh, those are people. (laughs) And she seems perfectly fine after that first bottle. Then the second bottle goes away. And still mostly fine. She's talking like this a little bit. (laughs) But still mostly fine. Yeah. (laughs) So how's the constable station? Oh, uh, still... Lots of, still lots of, uh, lots of problems with the fucking militia. Ah, great. Yeah. Been back for all of two days and reports hitting my desk of people being, it's disgraceful, really. Everywhere the militia goes, there's people that say they're grateful and then we get five reports of... The militia being assholes. And of course those never make the papers. Of course not. Just cover that bullshit up. Yep. Oh, and, uh... They've, uh... They broke ground in Yaldin. Great. I don't know if leaving is a good idea or not. It's like, if we stay, it's just a reminder of what the DMP used to be. And they don't have the best stellar reputation at the moment. Yeah. Third bottle's gone. <laughs> and and so is she. Those fuckers to the west can go die in a ditch. <laughs> I do message James. So when do we cut her off? The last person who tried ended up with a dislocated shoulder. So I don't recommend it. Alrighty then. <laughs> Good to know. Well, we have a guest house for a reason. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Celine might be upset she missed this. Celine is plenty upset about enough right now. This is very true. I'm basically just catching up with people. Mm-hmm. Like, asking Teldon how Jarrah's been doing and has he has has he been released from his sentence yes yes <laughs> we're still having some exercises in trust and promises but yes Teldon and Ernest exchange a look actually we've been meaning to speak with you about something Oh, good. Uh, it's not a bad thing, necessarily. It's just something... Did you go to get your wife out of your tree? Um, <laughs> it, that, it's something that you and Celine should probably hear. Okay, let me try and go get her. Now that everybody's not talking about the things, um, maybe she'll want to come down. At least just to see Sarah drunk. <laughs> I am not drunk. Of course you're not. <laughs> Selene has been sitting in the tree, feeling a lot of things. 
thinking a lot of things. Lots of them contradictory. Mostly about a certain person. Like you do. Um, I come out. Hey, how you doing? Fine. <laughs> People aren't gone yet, but we're not talking about that stuff anymore. We're mostly just catching up. And uh, I know Ernest and Talden wanted to talk to us about Jareth. Oh, um, I, I don't think I have it in me right now, Talia. A lot of people are worried about you. Just for a little while. At least to hear what Ernest and Talbin have to tell us. Can't they come back here? Come on. You show off your wings. I don't want to. Please. Just for a little while. Just for a little while. She hops down from the tree. I bring her in and then... Do I actually do a beeline to Talbin and... Mm-hmm. They're actually in the living room, whereas everybody else is in the dining room. So there's something we've... Talden speaking. There's something that I and also Ernest have been noticing in Jareth recently that I we wanted to make sure there was some things you were aware of. Uh, oh, gods, what did you do? No, no. What did you do now? N- nothing. I will go skin him. It's not something that... Um, well, it's not something that really that he can do anything about. Um, Jareth is well, he is a this is going to sound he is a maturing young boy. We've already had this talk. Not this talk. There's no delicate way to put this. Tieflings. Oh, okay, something specific. Okay, sorry. I was conjuring up, like, nightmare scenarios. Continue. Uh, (laughs) Well, being tieflings, there is... There are some things that come with our infernal heritage that we have to contend with or account for. Like what? My old teacher would have called them vices. Or, or rather, personal habits that... I swear he bathes every day. Ernest Talden literally just spit it out. You don't have to sugarcoat anything, just tells. You may start exhibiting some behavior that, while at first seems harmless, could in some ways become hindering to day-to-day life. Things that he could obsess over or cause him to ignore certain aspects of the world around him, or become all too obsessed with certain aspects of the world around him. Do you have an example? Ernest speaks up. For example, I have a compulsion to consume. Uh, I have to almost constantly be consuming something, anything, whether that's food, drink, I tend to mostly focus on knowledge, usually of a particular subject. Okay. If like magic. Uh, well, uh, or when you first met me, it was specifically the Gresham. Right. 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 I always thought that was an interesting thing to focus on. It's something obscure, not. Uh, it's it's something 
obscure and hard to obtain information about, meaning that each time I was able to consume something about it, it was more satisfying. Makes sense, I suppose. Hmm. And mine is, well, uh, slightly less, um, well, one might say useful. I, I must constantly keep myself busy with some sort of activity or else I become slothful. Like lazy? That is not... I mean, that is certainly an aspect of it. But it becomes more than that. I can become uncaring. It is more than just a lethargy. It is an unwillingness to do anything. Wait a moment, I have heard of this sort of thing. I, I read a book once uh, by a tiefling, a lawmaster. He spoke, <laughs> he wrote extensively of his uh, struggle to overcome his predication towards greed. But his greed was not for money or riches, uh, really even fame or notoriety, it was for knowledge. That is a way to channel it, yes. For some, for some of us, we are able to channel our vice into something constructive. Some can channel it as something constructive, such as Lawmaster Hellquist, I believe, the person, the individual you are speaking of. Yes. Or indeed, Ernest, whereas I must continually watch against mine. And you think that Jealous also has one of these vices? It comes with it usually comes with puberty hmm. and we've noticed that he is quite mature for a boy of his age makeup vanity lately he's been obsessing over his appearance ah yes like he got pissed the, the earlier today like actually pissed it was really funny He's gotten a lot of stuff recently. Makeup, clothes, accessories. I did tell him he needed to accessorize. Yeah. His appearance. That could very well be it. I believe Faye goes through something similar. Oh? Um, yes. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same, but it seems a different Faye. Favor, different, um, well. So what do we do? Is this something we should be nurturing or trying to? I wouldn't exactly encourage him to neglect his looks, but at the same time, I don't know. Vanity could be one of those that you need do nothing over. Just let him have his looks and that be that, but I think it's important that you try to make sure he does not become conceited or self-obsessed. Okay, so when I was growing up, we didn't just have lichens in my community. We had people. We had humans, dwarves, halflings, handfuls of people. When it was time for our shifts to start coming in 
around that age, which usually happened around puberty. Other lichens would talk to other lichens about it. You can't really send a human in to talk to a lichen about lichen things. Oh. So I guess is what I'm asking is, does Jareth know this is a thing? Because we wouldn't have been able to tell him about it. Well, I we had wanted to discuss with you first, but if you wish it, I could discuss with him. You'd be most grateful. It's not that we don't want to talk to him about it. It's just that... that it is better coming from a place of experience. Yeah. I can't give him advice on something that I don't really understand. Neither. Well, I might be able to. Well, I certainly think he needs to hear something from us, but I think the initial talk should come from somebody who he can identify with more. Very well. Um, if you're all right with it. Talden looks over to you. Celine, I would actually appreciate it if the both of you were with. Um, true, you do not exactly have the same experience as he will, but Celine, you have, well, you would have had possible closer, at least connections to this sort of experience. Uh, yes, I think I, I know exactly, actually. I think it would be good to know that, to have not only us there, but the two of you as well, to show that he is not alone and this is nothing to be ashamed of or Oh no, definitely, I agree. Of course. Thanks for telling us. Just I don't want to give any wrong advice. Yeah. Well, my advice is so boundless, usually. Pranks. Way to give it away. Oh, raise your hand if you didn't know Celine likes pranking people. Nobody raises their hand. <sighs> my gotcha moment. Fezels get all ruffled. <laughs> I catch one that's a black one. Maybe I'm molting. At this point, the uh, dining room door kind of bangs open. <laughs> and Sarah comes out holding a bottle. You're out of whiskey. Selvent. Oh, that's the shit stuff. You know what? I don't think that woman cares. I summoned one of the Selvents. Yep, it appears. Alcohol, please. Essentially, just turns around and like when it comes back around, it has a tray mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol on it. There you go. Knock yourself out, literally. <laughs> she takes it, and sniffs at it, and drinks it. This is shit, is and it? then continues drinking. <laughs> it sure is. This might be the best night of my life. Okay. Well, on that note, what time is it? Coming up on midnight. Okay. I think if it's all right with you, I'm going to Italian. Yeah, get some rest, baby. You want to check on the kids before you go to bed? Sure. Okay. I'm going to make sure people get out all right. And um, I'll come to bed when Sarah passes out. Okay. To make sure she doesn't pass out on the ground or something. I don't think she would really care where she passes out. No, but I would like her to wake up in a bed. Uh, from the dining room, you suddenly hear um, her singing, like very drunkenly. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> Good night. 
I check on on Jealous. He he has taken off and reapplied his makeup about five times in the last couple hours. Mm-hmm. Practicing getting it down right. Mm-hmm. Oh girl. Oh, you're doing you're doing quite well. Yeah, thanks. Mom messed it up earlier. I know. It was hilarious. Wasn't that funny? Sure it was. That's right. Drive that in deeper. No, no, I have a point. Jeez. It's only not funny if you if you insist that it is not. Well, I worked really hard on... Making it perfect? Yeah. And now you get more practice. So that next time you won't take... It won't take so long. Uh, yeah. But I had worked on it and gotten it perfect and it... Let me show you a trick. And I use prestidigitation to give myself a full face of makeup. Okay, but that... Yes, but now you have a map. Okay. Of how to apply it perfectly. Okay. Why do you think my eyeliner wings are never crooked? Okay, no, fair, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <sighs> um... Are people still downstairs? Yes. You can go say hello if you'd like. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I, I know that too. Doing okay up here? Yeah, yeah. You sure? Uh-huh. I've just been practicing. No. Is, is 13 to insight? 13. I mean, he's actually pretty obviously still kind of agitated. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to talk to this kid later. Oh, uh, good night. Good night. I will talk to you in the morning. Okay. I'm going to go check on Adrian. Okay. Uh, she is not in her bedroom. Nope. She is in her new art studio. Mm-hmm. Hey, you. Hi. What are you making? You want to see? Yes, of course. Turns the easel around, and she's using a lot of greens. Okay. It's a forest scene. Mm-hmm. The trunks of all the trees look like people frozen in various forms. Mm. Have you been here? Who shakes her head. But you have seen it. Nods. Where? The mirror. When, when you and Mom were gone. What else do you see in the mirror? Sometimes. Sometimes me. Sometimes him. Do you still see him? Shakes her head. He cannot hurt you. Nods. I will not let him. I just kind of look at her. See if she's... She she nods and smiles a little. Smile back. Get some sleep, okay? I know you out is like you stay up late, but gods, get some sleep. Okay. Give her a kiss on the forehead and then I go to bed. Okay. Now, first I take a bath in my nice big bathtub. Yes. <laughs> the nice big bird bath. Yeah, a giant bell bath. <laughs> and then I go to sleep. Yeah. I'll make sure everybody gets out okay. Yeah. Now I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll avoid my son for a little bit longer. <laughs> I think I'm in trouble with him. Probably. Probably. Uh, Ernest and Talden said that they'll be back in the... like in in the afternoon tomorrow to 
After he gets or, home from school? Yeah, after he gets home from school. Okay. So, Celine. Yeah? What's up? Have a nice, dreamless sleep. Shit. Nope. I held a dice roll. I'm toast. <laughs> you know it's a dream, but you find yourself in the glade. Anything happening in here? The moon is bright. There's a gentle breeze rippling through the trees. But the glade is quiet. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, I don't want to be here. Wake up. Wake up. I'm trying to wake- I'm literally- like, doing what I can to wake myself up. Yep. The dream persists. Wake up. Wake up. Look up at the sky. The moon is full again, filling up half the sky. This is not real. I'm like speaking to the dream. Yeah. This is not what this place looks like anymore. Please wake up. Please wake up. I cannot be here. I cannot be here. The breeze drifts through the glade. I shiver. And it is silent. Nothing. Not the sound of polka dot bunnies or squirrels with butterfly wings or his laugh. Wake up! Make wisdom check. Twenty-two. You sit bolt upright in bed, shouting, wake up. Celine? Celine? Wake up. Wake up. Honey, wake you're up. awake. Celine, look at me. I grab her face. Wake up. Wake up. Celine. Celine, look at me. Look at me. She does. You're awake. I'm awake. You're awake. What happened? I was in the glade. She wraps her arms around herself. She's shaking. I hold her. It's alright. You're not there anymore. Nothing is there anymore. The stillness. The stillness is so much worse than the madness. And it takes her a while, but she finally calms down. I think Talia just holds you the whole time. What time is it? It's probably like four in the morning. Just try to get some sleep done. She shakes her head. Don't make me go back to. I go into the bathroom and I come back with um that sleep potion, dreamless sleep potion. Yeah. You said you did not want me taking this. The Moonlight King had control over your dreams. 
You don't have to worry about him anymore. Get some sleep. She nods. Takes a potion. All you need to do is take a mouthful. Get some sleep. Night. Get back to try to go back to sleep. You fall asleep. And in your dreams that you don't remember, you wander through the empty halls of the moonlit palace. But upon waking, you do not remember them. You awake feeling well rested. Mostly. Mostly. As do I do wake up feeling kind of emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, wow, it means Celine woke up today. <laughs> You is emotional? it a, is it a day that ends in Y? <laughs> then Celine is emotional about something. So what, what time do you guys wake up? I wake up around my normal time. Yeah, I just wake up around my normal time too, right. which is j- like usually like in an hour, forty-five minutes after Italia. Okay, so like what we're talking like seven-ish or yeah, it's probably when I wake up. Okay. Yeah, I'm usually awake by like seven or eight. Okay. You're up in time to, like, see Jareth out the door, pretty much, to to school. Before he goes, hey, kid. Yeah? Um, sorry about yesterday. Um, yeah, it's okay. Alright, have a good day at school. Yeah, see you later. As soon as he leaves. Uh, Liar. He's my kid, and I lie all the time. So, you know. I don't lie to him. (laughs) Deal with that later. Okay. Uh, To Ernest. Mm -hmm. Alright. You head to the researcher's respite, the door to which is once again located in fiction, but on a different book than it was last time. Okay. (laughs) And you head in, and it's a it's a Sunday, so it's kind of busy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, b- busier than you've seen it than you've seen it before. There's uh, about a dozen people at the at the tables ah. outside, and wrens <laughs> flocking all over. I wave to them. <laughs> about five of them in unison wave back. I'm just now starting to get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some weird shit in the Feywilds. It's like this is This nothing. is turning into like, oh good. Oh, it's Sunday. <laughs> it's like, oh good. It's 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 I remember this. This is normal. Yeah. Yeah. This is norm this is like levels of weird. This is normal Ooh, weird. levels yeah. of weird, yeah. So, we're going to Ernest's shop. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's actually two other people aside from Albie browsing oh. around. Okay. Albie's still there again shifted about three inches from where he was the previous time. Mm-hmm. Morning, Abby. I'm gonna just walk past him. I'm following you. The couple of patrons turn and look at you, Celine, as you walk by. And Ernest is like looking down at a tome Looks up and he's like, oh, hello, you two. He looks back down. Good morning. Did you have fun with the dragon bits? 
Oh, yes. Did you want those those back? I I have them in in cold storage to keep them. Um, I wanted the skull back, but other than that, if you could use anything, can I dragon hide to make enchanted armor? <laughs> the wings I could make a cloak out of. I could the blood from the dragon's heart. <laughs> the ink you can make from that. The amount of power that can hold is legendary. <laughs> well, then well there you go. Well, then let's be legendary. And, and we, we have, have a, a title. Title. <laughs> title. Only how many episodes in? We finally got to drop the title. <sighs> I have. I had an idea for the for what I can use the, with the dragon wings. Oh. Yes, it was a um, green dragon. Uh, they are well known for having rather poisonous properties. Yep. Yeah. We know. Uh, I, I imagine so. I feel my eyebrows like, are they still there? Good, they've gone back. <laughs> yes, well, I was going to create a cloak that could shroud the wearer in toxic cloud. Ooh, Ooh. nifty. Could uh, come in handy in a, in a fight, I suppose. Uh, yes. I've been selling more and more to uh, adventurers, more than scholars recently, so... Yeah, that could definitely be useful. Actually, Talia, would you like me to remake your cloak with the dragon hide and give it that property? Remake it? You can't just put it on this one? Uh, unfortunately, no. I'd have to make it with the dragon hide. But I don't want a green. Oh, I can, I can change the color. I, that's no problem. But I like. You guys gave me this one. Yes. Yes, there's no way you can just put it on. You can just just <laughs> just inscribe a little bit of, of dragon wing. Yeah, you know? can, you, can you just like tapes? Like, you know, uh, stitch, glue? Just, just stitch it in. Glue some on. Right? I mean, that would seem like a, a waste of dragon hide, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it would make the cloak much more cumbersome. Really would rather negate appeal of the dragon hide as being both stronger and lighter. Oh, I, supp- I suppose you would get a new cloak. A new coat. Okay. <laughs> Take off my coat. Here you go. Thank you for the upgrade. <laughs> Did you have any other... Yeah. Do you have any potions of haste? I oh, have I mostly taste. Rivari. Rivari does potions. I do however have something. Hold, hold on. Because a, a friend of ours helped us in the Feywilds and he cast haste on me and I just about died of happy. <laughs> you like peed yourself a little I bit. did! I have two things that, that could help. I have a, a set of gloves that have the spell haste in them. Okay. Castable once per day. And then I have something that actually came in from a... A bit of a excavation uh, to the north, actually. To the northeast. Yeah. Let me go get it from the back. He goes to the back room and brings out a book. A rather thick book. Heavy with gold inlay on the front that's shaped like lightning bolts. 
and a what looks like a silver seal in the middle of it that has a figure sprinting. Has like little speed lines coming off right, of him. Right, right, right. Yeah. It is called a manual of quickness of action. Okay. Mechanically, what this does it is a wondrous item that contains coordination and balance exercises. Its words are charged with magic. If you spend 48 hours over a period of six days or fewer studying the book's contents and practicing its guidelines, your dexterity score increases by two, as does the maximum for that score. What's your dex at? Max. Is it 20? It's a 20. So, so you can get it up to 22? You can get it up to 22. We will take it. How much? Uh, a lot. A, a yes, lot. Obviously, but, let, but let it's fine. Phrase. We have a lot. Now we get a training montage. <laughs> um, for this item, <laughs> I have it valued at 40,000. Oh, easy. Done. <laughs> And another uh, five for the gloves. Five gold? Five thousand. Five thousand. I was going to say, okay, okay. listen, I'm going to give you a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Done. Sold. Shit. Cool. Do you have one of these books for wisdom? No. Mm-hmm. I do not. Quel um, dommage. But I do know that there is one that exists. Any idea where? Unfortunately, no. Well, uh, I've heard word. Uh, I heard word of these tomes from the monks of the Crone. Oh, over. in um, Hanville. And that's how I knew what this one was when it was found. Oh. But there, there is a tome of understanding. If you get any, you will be the first one I contact. Fantastic. I likely won't have them done by tonight. Eh, well. Probably we will find ways to uh, occupy, occupy, our, uh, occupy our time. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, actually, I suppose even if you were to go on the road, I could still get them to you via James. Oh, I suppose you could. You could, yeah. Or Talden. Or Talden. Both have a way in. They, yes, now, now as you're talking, I go over to Albie. Albie just is continuing I to just... stare out the wall. And I stand next to him and stare at the wall as well. You were right, my friend. It was too soon. Yes. Any helpful advice? With what we're seeing, what you can. Patience. I was never very good at that. I know. <laughs> of course you do. Patience and kindness. You know, I used to think I was good at kindness, but now I'm realizing I'm not as good at it as I thought. You actually hear him give half a chuckle. <laughs> I look over almost like fearful like it's the world ending. <laughs> <laughs> the beginnings of wisdom. The beginnings of wisdom? Knowing what you do not know. I suppose you're right. Patience and kindness. Things will change. They always do, don't they? Nods. And yet, things also remain the same. It's comforting in a way. Mm. I walk up next to you. You ready? Yes, I think so. 
give Elby a pat on the shoulder. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Fey Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review, or send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find the links to that too in the show notes or on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round. Links are also in the show notes and website. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio producer and writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronoun she, her. Lead writer, editor, and audio producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, assistant audio mixer, Social media and community management is Megzi Sass Council, pronoun she, her, and executive producer, creative director, audio mixer, social media and community manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.